In a world filled with spyware, ransomware, fish, and more, we need you to be the hero. In this podcast, information protection and security is bringing new ways to fight back against the dangerous actors looking to do digital and physical harm. We'll give you everything you need to know on a different topic of risk every month. Coming to you from IPS with love. Welcome to From IPS with Love. Today, our guest is Chief Security Officer Paul Connolly. He's been at HCA for 20 years, and he's a leader in the cybersecurity industry. Paul's going to talk to us about how to successfully create a career in information protection and security. So welcome, Paul. Thank you. Uh, And let's start by what do you think is one of the essential things you need to have a career in information protection and security? Well, if you think about our group, we cover so much ground. There's all kinds of things you can do. But I do think the the essential element that goes through every role that we have is a passion for the mission. If if you uh, believe in protecting people, fighting bad guys, so to speak, and have the internal drive that you want to make a difference doing that, then I think there's all kinds of places where you could fit in information protection and security. It is a broad field. Um, and I think that can create some confusion in people maybe that when they think about what kind of educational background do I need? Are there any um, educational essentials or must-haves to get into the field? You know, I, I, I kind of hate to use the word must-haves. Um, obviously, there's some areas where having specific skills that you learned are really important. We've got some very technical uh, roles, but it's uh, it's really uh, such a broad range, as I said a moment ago, of what we cover. There's all kinds of things that, that can fit in. To me, the biggest part about formal education is it's kind of like a demonstration of academic intellectual capability and also commitment you know to be able to go out and get a degree to get a master's degree i am always like so impressed by somebody who got a master's degree while they were working that just shows a level of commitment and and drive so i think that's almost more important than what the major is in many cases but there are also places where you really need an engineering degree or you've got to have that developer background or whatever the case may be one, a couple areas that I, I will want to mention, though, is no matter what you do in IPS, you've got to be a good communicator and you've got to be a good collaborator. And we, we don't make things happen just on our own. As you know, we've got to work together with others. We accomplish our mission by working together with others and being able to, to stand up in front of a group and explain the why of what we're trying to do, convince them to get on board get their their buy-in those are those are talents that we've got to have no matter what the no matter what the role is as a communicator i like to hear that yes (laughs) and i definitely agree um, because often you are a translator of all the different groups in ips Um, so talk a bit about what are some of the jobs i mean i don't know if everybody knows how much ips covers that it it's not just information security it's a lot of different areas Um, can you give an idea of some of the different type of job roles that people might want to look for? Sure. Well, if, if you think about it, we, we've got three main programs. We've got information security, which a lot of people kind of synonymously use cybersecurity, physical security, and privacy. Identity and access is very much a part of all three of them. 
and um, and information lifecycle management is very much a part of all three of them as well. And each of those programs, if you think about it, they have similar tiers. They're sort of like a strategic level. What what are the goals for the company? Understanding the business, developing policies, standards, communications, those kinds of things. Then there's a, a tier that almost all of them have a technology level as well. So we need people who can manage that technology side of things. And then I, I like to say there's a, a people side of it as well, as we just said, the communications, the training, um, and, and also sort of like a, a management uh, cycle of understanding risks, doing assessments, helping put programs together, following up, tracking progress. So, that, so I kind of view it as there's jobs in all four of those tiers in each one, whether it's privacy or physical security or information security. So I'm, I'm probably not giving you very many specifics, certainly like technology and information security. We need people with a networking or engineering or development background. Uh, we need communicators, people who are really good writers who can help us develop policies. We need program managers. We need people who, who you know, we've got two 24 by seven centers. Mm -hmm. We need people who can work those shifts and be handling immediate response to things that come up. So it's a really broad range. And I think one of the strengths of our group is having a, a real diverse set of skills. So, so I'm a good example of that. I mean, my degrees are in agriculture. <laughs> But um, it's not that that necessarily applies, but it's having people who bring different perspectives to each one of those tiers of the programs, if that makes sense. Right, right. I think that makes a lot of sense. The diversity, um, not just in people, but in skill sets, educational background, experience. And that kind of brings me to my next question of beyond school, what type of um, you know experiences um, would help people get a job in information protection security? Well, like we said in the beginning, passion for the mission is the number one thing. But in terms of experiences, I, I think the diversity is one of the things we look for. Probably a third of the people in our group have worked in our hospitals. So getting people who have walked the halls, it, it, they maybe were not even in a privacy or security role, but they know what it's like to be in a hospital. That just brings a whole different mindset that's so valuable to our group. And then just, um, you know, getting hands-on experience, whether it's an internship, you know, I, I always tell younger people, you know, get an internship, work a summer job, show something that you've had at least some exposure and that that gives you a little bit more that you would then bring to us. And um, a lot of times you really learn what you need to do once you get there, it's sort of on the job, but, the formal background, the education you have, the experience, the hands-on that you're able to show, and then that passion, you put those three things together. Yeah, and the internship, I always feel like, um, also helps you figure out if you're really interested in that. If you have an internship, say, at a hospital, yeah, it really or, works or both ways. here, yeah, you can mm -hmm. see, oh, this isn't what I want to spend my time doing, or yeah, I think that helps feed your passion, yeah. Um, I think people ask you this a lot, but staying up, um, staying educated on the industry. How do you keep up your credentials? You know, what podcasts or books or websites do you like to follow that um, keep you up to date on what seems to be changing all the time? Well, for those who have taken model netics, you know that there's three tiers of learning. There's formal education, there's um, on the job 
And then there's what you do kind of in your spare time, what you read for pleasure or what you do at nights and weekends. And that third tier in our space, there are so many places, uh, so many sources of information. And it kind of goes back to that passion idea that, that we mm. keep talking about. But um, if you've got the passion, if you're the kind of person that goes home at night and is firing up your computer and going, listening to podcasts on your way into work or, you know, reading documents, uh, there's all kinds of great sources, whether it's cybersecurity, privacy, or physical security. Um, and it's really, uh, to me, it's almost a matter of um, picking. You, you can get easily get overwhelmed, so you've got to find the best ones. But I know in, in the uh, cybersecurity area, there's there's SANS, there's, uh, you know, uh, health IT security. There, there's even yeah, even general information about healthcare. Like there, every single morning, I get three different newsletters from this organization called Becker's. One is a, a CFO newsletter that's all about sort of the financial side of what's happening in healthcare. Another is a CIO le letter about what's happening in technology, and another mm -hmm. is just general events in healthcare. So even though we may be focused on privacy or physical security or information security, it really helps to have that broader view as well. So um, I, I would say, let your passion drive you to spend the time to, to focus on that third tier of what you do informally and then find the best sources because there's literally hundreds out there. Yeah, and not just out there, but certainly within HCA, yeah, right? Are yeah, there resources or, or how can they kind of plug in to the IPS community if they're in IPS or, or even outside of IPS? What are some ways they can find out more about IPS? Well, we I think we have a great website, all kinds of terrific information there that's available. And we I think one of the strengths of our program is the communications we try to do so much outreach. So there's a lot of information that's out there. The other thing that I, I would add, you know, out there through our website and, and other materials, but the other thing I would add is that we're, we're always looking for champions in, in every area. So if, if, if you're a person who's in another part of the organization and you're interested in what we do, I would say, what can you do within your team to kind of be a champion and be somebody who's reaching out to us and maybe pulling us in to talk at a, at a team meeting or talking about fishing at one of your, your company, your, your team events or whatever. I think there's steps like that that you can start to engage with us and start to kind of pull yourself into our team, even if you're not formally on it. And then that makes it a, a really easy step that when the right opportunity comes along to jump over. I love that idea. Yeah, and you're right with champions, I think, because IPS does touch everyone from housekeeping to clinical staff. It's not just corporate. Um, really, everyone, uh, everyone can click a fish, right? Everyone can put us at risk. So that type of education is needed everywhere in the company. Absolutely. Um, well, and kind of looking at the outlook for the industry, how optimistic are you? I mean, is this a good, is IPS a good field to get into cybersecurity? Uh, it absolutely is. There's um, huge risk for organizations, huge demand for people who have skills in this area, and a significant shortfall. So uh, I, I think it's actually a great place to be career-wise. And um, it's interesting, just this week we had our, um, Sam Hazen had his quarterly enterprise risk committee meeting, and this was a big topic. And one of the discussions was how do we make sure that we've got 
the pipeline of people to be able to meet our needs going forward. So there's, there's a great opportunity. That's good news. Great to hear. Well, Paul, we really appreciate you sharing your experience with us. And we're also grateful here at, from IPS with Love that you've served as our bond model for our, for our podcast. So I have to I'm close. I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> I have to I close. I wore a tuxedo. Yes, there you go. Instant bond, right? So do you have a favorite bond actor? You know, I, I, I really love the Daniel Craig, the recent ones, but I'm a purist. I still go back to Sean Connery. I, 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 Roger Moore to me was a little bit too, almost like slapstick. But mm. Sean Connery to me was like sort of struck the right balance between serious, a little bit of humor. Um, and uh, yep, I, and plus he was balding. So I, I've always. <laughs> the original, that, there you, you know. go. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for your time today. And you can watch or listen to all of our podcast episodes. You can go to um, all the major podcast platforms or go to Media Connect and search from IPS with Love. 